Good morning. Today is the second Sunday of Lent, and the church in her wisdom has decided that we should hear in our lessons today the call of Abraham, the letter of Paul to the Romans, and John 3.16. Clearly we are going to need some major theological help. So here's your Roman sons of the earth for the moment. St. <laughs> Paul the persecutor was a cruel and sinful man till Jesus hit him with a blinding light and then his life began. The lyric captures one of the most transformative moments in biblical history and maybe human history in a couple. The conversion of St. Paul but what was it that made St. Paul a persecutor to begin with? And why did his encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus strike him blind? And why, from that moment on, did he count everything as laws because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus? Well, our lessons today do help us to understand. Like all Jews at the time of Jesus, Paul believed that Israel was God's chosen people. They believed, as we heard today, that the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred to your, and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and curse the ones who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Further, they also believed that God had saved Israel from slavery in Egypt and had given Moses the law and had brought them into the promised land. But here was the problem. What if he didn't live in the promised land? What if he lived in Egypt, or Antioch, or Rome? What if he couldn't take part in the temple sacrifices in Jerusalem? How could he be a good Jew? Well, the Pharisees had an answer. You could obey the Torah. The Torah was more than law. It was also instruction in the path of life. The law made Israel exceptional a light to the nations. As the book of Deuteronomy said, what other great nation has statutes and ordinances as just as this entire law? And it was just this that turned Paul the Pharisee into Paul the persecutor of the church. For Paul saw what even Jesus' disciples had not yet seen that Jesus could not possibly be the Messiah of Israel if everything the Pharisees understood about Israel's relation to God was true. For to be a good Jew, to be righteous, was to obey the law and above all, not associate with Gentiles. But Jesus was a lawbreaker he had been accused by the law. He had been tried according to the law. 
He had been judged according to the law. He had been condemned according to the law. He had even been executed according to the law and even cursed by the law because the book of Deuteronomy says anyone hung on a tree is under God's curse. If Jesus was the Messiah, the law was known and void. Who knows where that could lead? What could then separate Jews from Gentiles? And so while the disciples were still going to the temple and proclaiming Jesus as the Messiah of Israel, as if Christians could be like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, just another sect within Judaism, Paul would have none of it. So when Stephen was stoned to death in Jerusalem, Paul consented to his death and ravaged the church in the persecution that followed. Entering house after house, he dragged off men and women and committed them to prison. And he did more, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. And that's when Jesus hit him with a blinding light on the road to Damascus. As he journeyed to Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed about him, and he fell on the ground and heard a voice say unto him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. From this, Paul learned two things. One, Jesus is Lord. Two, the church is the body of Christ, and it struck him blind. I take it that blindness was an outward and visible manifestation of his inward and spiritual darkness and confusion. Everything he thought he knew made no sense. Jesus is Lord. How can this be? What about Moses? What about the law? What about righteousness? What now that Jesus is Lord? Well, it took Paul some time, three years between his encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus and his meeting with the apostles in Jerusalem to put it all together. But once he got it, he never looked back. And what he got was this. The Pharisees had it all wrong. Israel's relationship to God had never been about law. It was about promise. And the promise was not about land. It was about blessing. God's promise to Abraham was, as he reminded the church in Galatia, that you shall all, in you, in Abraham, shall all the nations Blessed. Jesus was God's true tool. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the Gentiles was the blessing that fulfilled God's promise. And so righteousness was not about the law either. 
righteousness was about faith. God's righteousness was that he was faithful to his promise. Abraham's righteousness was that he trusted God as we heard today. Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. In other words, Paul came to understand in the words of John's gospel that we also heard today that God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Or in Paul's words, we are justified by grace, not by works of the law. This was the light from heaven that was first blinded, but then illuminated Paul's path as the apostle to the Gentiles. So that it can be said that Jesus came with the blinding light, and then his life began. And we too. We who walk as yet by faith, not by sight. As we begin our long journey, pray that we might be brought with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word, Jesus Christ. Even when we have gone astray, for the promise does not come, as we heard today, through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. And the promise rests on grace and on God, whose glory is always to have mercy.